in case you haven't heard, I am booking events for 2020. My goal in 2020 is to travel and do 10 performances around the country or the world. And what I'm looking to do is find micro gym owners who want me to come and present or give a keynote or do a walkthrough or do an entire breakdown on a various topic that you've picked. And then I can go ahead and spit my spit to you and help unfuck your business. So if you want to create an event and get other micro gym owners in your market to come and you put this thing on, we can get that set up. DM me on Instagram. If you have a fitness competition and you want to add value to the ticket by doing a, you know, a business summit that day of. Hit me up on DM on Instagram and we can get that set up. Fuck it. If you just want me to come speak to you and your crew, hit me on a DM on Instagram and we will fucking talk. Guys, my plan is to do a ton of travel in 2020 to see you guys, check out your gyms, get lots of good vlog footage and just fucking spread the good fucking word that micro gyms do not have to be fucking broke. We just have to work fucking smarter. Again, hit me in the DM on Instagram. Enjoy the podcast. What is up, guys? It is Stu. It is what the fuck gym talk. Anyway, I've got some predictions, right? This is, uh, I'm going to play Nostradamus um, and talk about predictions and things I think I'm going to see from micro gyms. uh, The first ones are going to revolve around operational capacity. I believe we will see a decline in the warehouse model and an incline in the retail model. I believe that for a few reasons. Do I think that there's going to be an economic crash, downturn, down... I think there'll be a downtick. I don't know if it'll be a crash. Uh, I think there'll be a recession. I don't know if it'll be an 08 recession. There will be some kind of downtick. Commercial real estate will dip, um, but it's all cyclical. It always dips and it goes back up. You guys realize like commercial real estate, like land is always appreciated, always appreciated over time. So there'll be a downtick, yes, but I think people will be going retail, and here's why. Because I think uh, the amenities retail provide, visibility, HVAC, um, uh, just a certain look is gonna be what people are gonna want going forward in these models. With that being said, I think the model is gonna go smaller. I do believe Rogue is going to continue to create, Rogue Fitness I'm referring to, and other equipment companies, are gonna continue to innovate and make equipment smaller, more concise, more efficient. Look at like the barbell now as, not that we're getting rid of it, all right? I don't believe we're getting rid of it, but the barbell now is gonna look like a cell phone from the early 90s, right? Like it just like, it's big, it's clunky, it's like you don't, it's so, it's so much wasted space. All you fuckers that are so hardcore barbell, but you literally don't use, well, I know, Gussie, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, Gussie agrees. Like, she's back there agreeing. You guys literally just, like, preach this barbell, and you don't use, like, the last six inches of the collar. Like, the majority of you are not going collar to collar, end to end, 405 on anything, you know, besides your deadlift and squat, maybe. And you're not doing it in a workout, right? That's the majority, and your client sure as hell are not using them. So we're going to make those more concise. Bumper plates are going to get smaller. They're going to get thinner. They're going to become more dense. They're not going to be as big. Um, anyway, I believe all I believe equipment is going to get more concise because uh, guys like me and models like Metabolic and Alchemy and Urban Movement and Shred 415, and I'm trying to think of something else. Anyway, all these Ma Tread Happy and Orange Theory and all these and Berries. They're all going to operate out of smaller spots. 
and they're going to need equipment that matches that. And there is a market for it, 100,000. Yeah, I, I, seriously, I do. I think it's, I think really do. Um, so yeah, that, that is essentially where I see a lot of that equipment going. I do think we're going to see a rise of cardio machines come back into it. We've already seen it. All the CrossFitters that like ditched the Globo Gym, I was one of them because, you know, fuck a treadmill and all that other stuff. And then, but we substituted the treadmill for a rower, which we could all agree is a superior piece of equipment. And then we've got the, you know, we got rid of the recumbent bike at the Globo Gym in exchange for the Schwinn Airdyne, which is now the assault bike. And, you know, which I think, again, is a much better substitution. And then we got the ski erg. And then you've got the Versa Climber, which has got plenty of room to improve. And now you got people getting into motorless treads with their air runners and woodways. And I think we're going to see this constant evolution of these cardio machines, which back in 06, we did everything in our power to get away from them. Now, granted, all these ergometers are much different than what we were all looking at at a Globo Gym back in, you know, 2000, 2006, that kind of era. But we are going to get back to cardio-based equipment because of logistics. Having more cardio-based equipment allows you to have more people in your class and where you don't really necessarily need a coach crushing the touch points on them. Hey, Gus, Daddy's recording a podcast. Can Can you zip it? Uh, yeah, zip it. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, you can comment and, and add to the conversation at any point, but we just can't. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. Add to the conversation at any point. I'm like Howard and you're like Artie, okay? Anyway, so I um, the logistics of classes are going to go where people are going to go and you know want to be able to have more people in these smaller spaces because they're, again, like I said, we're going to go more of a retail route and having, you know, six uh, air runners, six Versa climbers, six ski ergs, and six bikes allows you to have more people on the floor without taking it with guaranteed operational capacity. You know exactly how much square footage someone takes up on a rower, right? So once they're there, you can account for like they're accounted for and the coaching that's needed on it is minimal compared to maybe the other people on the floor. If you're doing some kind of circuit or station based that have this smaller barbell, these dumbbells, a torpedo, a medicine ball, whatever it may be. Now, what I don't think is going to happen is the watered down. I know a lot of you hear this and you're thinking, oh, so you just think like fitness and CrossFit just going to get watered down. No, I don't. I think what CrossFit did is expose us to the greatest selection of exercises ever accumulated in a singular fitness program, gymnastics, monostructural, and Olympic weightlifting, and all the variations of those three. Here's what I think is too much too much, too broad, too much to get decent at, uh, stuff that ranges in way too far of difficulty to coach in a recreational group fitness class. I think we're going to see models kind of like, you know, what I've done with urban movement, where we still do constantly varied functional movements at high intensity, because that's what everybody's doing. I know CrossFit gave the definition, but it's what everybody is doing now. And you're going to see the movements just get very, very specific. The ones that give you your best bang for your buck. Right, whatever, and however, I'm not going to get into what those are because that's just all subjective. But they're going to get more narrow. Hey, Gussie, Gus, which movements do you think we're going to use? You think over? We think we're going to do overhead squats? I don't. No. Well, no, no, you're not. We're not doing overhead. You're you're supposed to agree with me. Okay. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's two. Right. Um. So listen, overhead squats, snatches, all that stuff. Uh, you know, as you guys see, are already on their way out. Gyms are getting rid of them left and right. That will continue to happen. 
you know, needing equipment like jerk blocks, reverse hypers, and GHDs will be gone. So these are some of the predictions I have for the micro gym model. I also, I don't believe we're gonna go to all volume-based models. A lot of you guys, um, a lot of people are confused. They're like, you preach all this PT first, yet I heard you don't really do that at Urban Movement. I'm like, that's, that's right, we're going to a volume-based model and a very small footprint, which means we will not have the space for it. I love it, but my model is also so lax in complexity to such a degree yeah, I don't really need it. You know, right now, if, we're, if we sell, if we have someone that wants it, we have the space in this current location, the laboratory, if you will, to, to sell it, but our, our future models will not. And I've had some people really confused by that. But I, I think PT first will still be a dominating model. I believe individual design, or as OPEX has now branded it, the evolution of personal training will be a dominating model. I think group fitness will still be a dominating model. The models that will die, large footprint globo gyms and individual personal training gyms that don't convert to OPEX style gyms. I think those are in a lot of trouble. I think spin studios, bar studios, Pilates, megaformers, um, all those are still gonna be doing just fine because they're so niche in the piece of equipment. Well, no, I think they're going to still be around. I don't think they're going to go out of business. I think they'll still... What is that? Oh, you want more suckers? Okay. So bottom line, that those are my thoughts on this. I got to take care of the Gus and her sucker situation we got going on over here. But those are a couple of the predictions I have. I've got some more, but, uh, you know, um, my colleague over here, my, my partner, Gus, is, uh, has told me that this podcast needs to be ended. So I'm going to cut it here. Maybe I'll do a second piece if somebody reminds me. But let me know what you think. Do you agree with the... The, some of the equipment and the logistics and the space selections, you know, some of these predictions I'm making. And again, it, it's really not too hard to call a prediction on this. They're already happening. Like you guys are already watching models do this. And a lot of you are just like, yeah, it makes sense, but I either just don't know if I want to do it or I do, but I'm scared to do it or I don't know how to do it. You got to figure that shit out. All right, guys, have a great day. Alrighty, it is Stu. It is What the Fuck Gym Talk, and this is the second piece to this whole predictions. I was doing it uh, the other day, and then Gus was having a spaz out because of something with her sucker. Anyway, right? That dad life. Um, so I talk more about kind of like locations uh, and equipment as far as that goes in the, the first one. This one, I want to talk a little bit more about logistics. I want to talk about more kind of presentation and um, the digital side of this whole thing. So I believe that let's go ahead and let's just talk about um, logistics. I think we're going to see micro gym models understand what the the geniuses behind like things like metabolic and whatnot have done in Orange Theory to create a great workout, full body. You make it as functional as you want, whatever you determine is functional, but within a certain workflow that allows for, not only for the class to make sense to someone new walking in, so it doesn't look good, look like unorganized chaos, because that is such a big part of the turnoff to CrossFit gyms. People come in and it's fucking unorganized chaos. Uh, I mean, like, you know, you think it's like, well, no, it makes sense that they just take a minute. Well, no, fuck off. It's not on them to take a minute. You are presenting a product and it looks like shit at first. It just does. It just, people are running around everywhere. Like, anyway, so you'll create a more organized workflow. Think of fight gone bad. Think of stations. Think of curves. Think of Orange Theory and Barry's Bootcamp where the flow of the class 
make sense to anybody watching it. So I believe that flow will occur. It'll be less of these, you know, fucking run all over the place chippers that take up all the square footage and all that stuff. The other thing I think is that we're going to have a digital element more inside the classes. And so, and this is already happening. So it really, it's kind of more of a, this is kind of a cop out of an, uh, a prediction since it's already occurring, but you will be utilizing digital, you'll be using TVs, right? Fucking LED fucking displays, giant ones, small ones. You will have, you know, your demonstration of exercises or heart rate monitors and scores attached up there or rate of perceived exertion, how hard someone should be going. You will have so you'll have more digital presence on the gym floor in the future. Guaranteed. I think the displays on the ergometers and the cardio equipment that we utilize will improve if Concept 2 will ever fucking pull their goddamn technology out of 1995. Um, but I think we will see, I'm not talking like Tesla iPad screens, though that would be dope. If you've seen that hydro row, that rower with a fucking gorgeous Tesla looking iPad console touchscreen, like it looks dope. Um, but yeah, I, and yes, I understand the fucking sweaty people, touchscreens. I, yeah, I get it. Like they'll figure that out. There are people way smarter than us to discuss those problems. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see more of a digital presence. I think things will be tied into more iWatches. I do believe that it won't just be heart rate. It'll be rep count. You'll, you know, you'll be able to log into your, you know, what weight you're going to use in the workout that day. I, you know, again, a lot of the stuff already exists, but it just, I think it's going to be very, very common and mainstream here in the, in the future-ish, the near future-ish. And what does that mean? I don't know, dude. Three years, eight years. 13, I don't fucking know. It just in the future, right? That just keeps the, keeps me safe. Um, and then what I, what I really think we're going to see a lot of on the same with the digital, the last thing I'll, I'll really touch on is a revenue stream that is external and digital, meaning an app in which your members can participate when they're not there. It is an app that looks very much like what, um, Peloton has done, but without the piece of equipment necessarily, what Alchemy Anywhere has done. Um, I've talked a lot about this, about what a lot of these, you know, YouTube sensations um, like Sydney Cummings have done creating, you know, at-home workout tapes on YouTube. It'll look like that. Um, what's the one? Sean Pastooch was just on it. It's like Nevo or I think it was the N, I feel like. They've got a studio in New York and they record workouts. Um, anyway, there, you will have some kind. There will, I don't know whether you will, but there will be more of a digital revenue stream. That is, when you're a member, it's just a part of it, right? You can now follow the workouts with an instructor live on your iPad, your fucking phone, your your TV, and do them at home. You know, with this limited amount of equipment that you can buy from us, right? How Peloton has the dumbbells, right? You'll have your own branded fucking little dumbbells for urban movement or whatever the fuck it may be. But where I really think it plays in is at the point of cancellation or when someone is going to like, ah, I just can't make it into the gym because I'm fucking, you know, I'm in school or I'm studying or I'm just, I'm going to have a kid or whatever it may be. You will 100,000% go the route of, um, you know, do selling them for an extra $29.99 a month instead of the $200 a month gym membership. This app that has all the features and the things you need to follow along and still be a member here, but just from home, 
or from the apartment complex gym, wherever you're gonna go. I believe this digital revenue stream will be a huge player because what I think it is, is we're gonna be getting, people will be doing more custom apps for their businesses. So if you're a MindBody client like I am, we have a custom app, you pay you know a ton of money to have it, and when I say custom, it's not really custom. It's a fucking template that everybody, Alchemy has this, Metabolic has it. I, anyone who has a, an, has MindBody, and all those companies do, um, you, you have the opportunity to get this custom app, which is essentially a template with your logo, and there's a couple things you can customize. But by and large, it's, it's not, really, not really customized. I think they will be getting into more customization and more tailor-making of these apps, where you can have elements in there that are so specific to your brand and what it is you track or what it is you prioritize in your fitness model and exercise library that you've actually curated. Maybe it is performance tracking if that's your thing. Maybe it is, uh, you know, your, um, your perks card is right there in your app and all the businesses that you get perks to are boom, right there in the app. So when you go inside of Lululemon, you get 10% off. Whatever it may be, I, I do believe you're going to see that. It just makes sense. Everything is going to the app, to the phone, whether it's your fucking banking, whether it's your you know airline tickets, your you know your massage envy membership, your babysitter, your you know fucking ooh, like everything is going to the centralized location. And to think that your business will exist in this window of a period of time in the future, let's just say your lifetime, and you won't, and you won't have that. It's just asinine to me, just completely asinine. So all in all, I know this is like a two-part podcast. Uh, Maybe I'll just stream these two parts together into one. That is exactly where I think things are going from a prediction standpoint. Do I think the old school, traditional cross gyms are are gonna go extinct? Absolutely not. I just believe that they will become less desirable models by the market, except for a certain subset, which there's definitely a business opportunity there. But also from... Um, an entrepreneurial standpoint. I think any any kid who's 18 years old right now and working out will see more of an opportunity in what I'm describing than what all you fucking dinosaurs, myself included, we all saw an opportunity in a fucking shitty old warehouse with barbells dropping. We will see a refined entrepreneur who sees this through a different lens. He's like, okay, grandpa, I've, I saw what you guys did back in the day. I can't believe it fucking worked. But hell yeah, cool, good for you. That was your era's fucking you know version. Go, my era is more refined. It is gonna be more modern. It is gonna be more precise, and and I think that's where that's all gonna go. So, um, you know, I'm hoping to be at the the cutting edge of it and and constantly keep you guys in the loop as to what I think and what I'm experimenting with and and travel and see the gyms that I think are doing great jobs uh, and following this you know my predictions. So anyway, guys, let me know your thoughts.